This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 102 is going to be from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16 read, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those that hear you. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12-16, through 16, Timothy is instructed by Paul not to let anyone despise his youth. Oftentimes today, people tell us that we've got plenty of time to change our ways, I mean, young people don't really need to be godly, right? I mean, they can make mistakes and uh, come back to God later, which is a true statement. We can make mistakes and come back to God later, but we should not be that way. We should be following God from our youth and start being an example to the believers from our youth. Start giving ourselves entirely to the work of God from our youth, and our parents need to be teaching us to do so. They need to be training us to be godly individuals. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. Timothy was told from Paul to be an example to the believers from his youth. An example in word, how he spoke, in conduct, how he lived, in love, and how he loved God and people, in spirit with the right attitude, in faith, and studying God's word, because that's where faith comes from, in purity, in not living in fornication or having sex before marriage. He was to be an example to the believers in purity. Until I come, which was talking about Paul coming to Timothy, he said, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. From a young man, he was supposed to be given attention to reading, reading the scriptures every day, and to exhortation, to teaching people, and to having the proper doctrine in his life. He was not to neglect the gift that was within him. Now, the gift that was within him was miraculous. Now, we do not have the miraculous gifts today, but we still should not neglect our salvation. We still should be given attention to the gifts that God has given us. They're not going to be received by prophecy or by the laying on the hands of the eldership, but every person has a gift given them by God. And we are to meditate on these things. Meditate on reading, exhortation, doctrine, to being an example in word and conduct and love and spirit and faith and impurity. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work. That's not holding anything back. That's meditating on these things so that we give ourselves entirely to them, that our progress may be evident to all. As Christians, we are to grow and mature and change as we learn more about the Bible and learn more about what God wants for our lives. This is a continuous 
changing process for us where we are not doing some things and we're doing other things better. We're changing, we're growing in our spiritual walk with God. He says, let your progress be evident to all. Don't hold it back. Don't try to keep people from seeing that you're growing in this. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourselves and those that hear you. And so we need to be careful to pay attention to what Paul's telling Timothy here, that we keep on growing and that we don't let anybody despise our youth. This is something that we need to remember for our children, that our children should not be out sowing their wild oats, so to say, but living godly. And we should be holding them responsible to living godly, to be an example to people in their word and conduct and love and spirit and faith and impurity. We need to learn how to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 6, and verse 33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our number one on our list of priorities, should be seeking first the kingdom of God. And we need to be doing this so that our children will see that number one on our list of priorities is seeking first the kingdom of God, is doing what God wants to be done, studying his word, being at church services, living how he wants us to live in the community, being an example to the believers, giving ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord, seeking first the kingdom of God. This is seeking first the kingdom of God, being that example to the believers so that the believers will have someone to follow. All the believers should be examples to one another so that we can follow one another to heaven. We don't want to go to heaven by ourselves. We want to follow others as they follow us. And both of us get to heaven together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and verse 1, Paul said, follow after me as I follow after Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we will do this, if we will seek first the kingdom of God, God is going to take care of his people. For everything works together for the good of those who love the Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. We need to remember this. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9-17, through 17, the Bible says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ." Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will be, um, become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire." Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Now, the temple of God that's being spoken of here is the church and not the individual Christian. But that's a study for another time. What we're studying today is we need to give ourselves entirely to the work. We need to be God's fellow worker, building his temple. First Corinthians chapter three and verse 10. God's temple is is the people. 
The people are the temple of God. The church is the temple of God, and we need to be building it, which means we need to be going into all the world and teaching the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not will be condemned. We need to be evangelizing and building the temple of God. This is work. This is giving ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord, learning how to do this, studying his word and living it so that we can be an example as to how others are to live. And so we need to be God's fellow workers, working, building his temple, evangelizing in the world, bringing others to Christ so that we can continually make God's temple, build it, build it because we are the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, it says, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. No matter what we're doing in our life, whether we're going to our job, or whether we're coming to worship services, we need to be doing all to the glory of God. This means in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all by the authority of God or in his name, giving glory to God, giving thanks to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, this means that what we're putting into our body needs to be right, though, too. Now, what was being talked about here is the the food. In the Old Testament, there were certain things that the people of God could not eat. In the New Testament, this is not true. And that's what we're talking about here as to whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And so if you're going to eat something, make sure you can do it to the glory of God. Now, as God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We need to be steadfast in God's word. This means if people make fun of us, we serve God. If people don't like us, we're going to serve God. We're going to be steadfast in what he teaches. We're going to teach that baptism is necessary for salvation because this is what the Bible teaches. We're going to say that the Lord's Supper needs to be taken every week because this is what the Bible teaches in Acts chapter 7, 20 and verse 7. We're going to be steadfast. We're going to do what God wants us to do. We're going to be immovable on this. If God has said it, we're going to believe it, and we're going to follow it, and we're going to stick our feet in the ground, and we're going to be immovable like a tree. People are not going to be able to convince us to go away from God's word because we are going to be steadfast and movable. And the way that we do this, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, it says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. If we're always abounding in his work, then people are not going to be able to move us. They're not going to be able to break us away from being steadfast to God because we're always going to be abounding in the work of the Lord. We're going to know what that work is because we're going to be studied and we're going to be able to apply it to our lives, and we're going to be abounding in the work of the Lord. This, this is living how God wants us to live, whether it's out in the world evangelizing or in church services where we lead prayer or lead on the Lord's Supper or we give a devotional or maybe even preach. You see, all these things are works of the Lord, and we're always going to be abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, another work of the Lord is living the proper life so that we can be an example to people. We're not going to be out getting drunk. We're not going to be the ones smoking and corrupting our bodies. We're not going to be the ones that are carousing around in, uh, in immodest dress and doing things that God does not approve of. We're going to be the ones abounding in the work of the Lord, steadfast, immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. And we're going to understand, even if people make fun of us, even if people want to kill us, as they did Jesus, as they did all the apostles that died, except for John, who lived to be a ripe old age, even if they're going to kill us, we're going to know that our labor is not in vain, that we're going to have a reward in heaven. Those that diligently seek God are going to be rewarded. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. They can make fun of us. They can not like us. They can even try to kill us. But we're going to remain steadfast, immovable, and we're always going to be abounding in the work of the Lord. And we're going to know, no matter what, no matter what man does to us, that our labor is not in vain. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. As God's people, we need to re- we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. And part of giving ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord is knowing that whatever we do in word or deed, we're going to have Jesus' authority for it. If we can't find a book, chapter, and verse for something, we're not going to do it, such as instrumental music in God's worship. We're not going to do it because we can't find a book, chapter, and verse. We cannot do it in the name of the Lord or by His authority because He has not given us how to do it. He has not told us to do it. There is nothing in the New Testament where Jesus has given His authority of His stamp of approval for it. And so we're going to stay away from it. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. When we worship God, we're going to do it the way that He wants it to be done. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. We need to give ourselves entirely to it. And this means that it is going to be done his way. Nobody else's way, not man's way. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 9, it says, In vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. We're not going to do it man's way. We're going to do it God's way, and we're going to give ourselves entirely to it. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, fulfill your ministry. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. We need to take this charge that Paul gave Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and we need to do it as well. We need to preach the word. We need to be ready in season, out of season, to convince, to rebuke, to exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And so when they will not endure it, we need to be out there teaching the word to them, trying to help them learn that they need to repent of their ways. This means giving ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord because they're going to heap up for themselves teachers having itching ears and turn away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But we're going to be the ones that are watchful in all things and we're going to be the ones that endure afflictions and ones that actually do the work of the evangelist. As God's people, we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. So as we go about our lives today, 
Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.